Welcome to Making Stacy and Ashley, a podcast where we explore topics big and small that make up this beautiful thing called life. I'm Stacy, chef, mom, and encourager of people. And I'm Ashley, a visual artist and lover of books that hopes to inspire people to add some creativity to their lives. This episode is going to be a little different. It's been a rough few years for a lot of people. The stress of the pandemic, the economy, our political environment, and just getting through the everyday chores of life has many burnt out. So we're gonna shift focus a bit and talk about some of the highlights of our year so far. Even under these circumstances, some good things have happened, some big, some small, but all meaningful to us. Each of us will share five things we enjoyed this year. But before that, Stacy, what have you been making? I have been making room for God. Ooh. Yeah. Um, spirituality, my faith, is the foundation and the focus of my life. It's, it's, it's the filter, which, you know, I live my life through. So without it, I don't really know where I would be. So I've been making... Um, intentional, intentionally making time for, you know, reading the Bible and attending my church online and things like that, kind of just shifting my focus from um, doing things in the world and making sure that I am edified before I go out into the world. Okay. What about you? Um, Well, Actually, you and I both have made plans to go to a huge flea market next week. And I hope you're ready because I love shopping for vintage decor and we're going to go on the hunt. I'll probably exhaust you. (laughs) This is going to be stepping out of my comfort zone because I'm not really a shopper. You know, I'm not a shopper unless it's these kinds of things. Okay. Um, I just love old objects. Well, that in books. So right. if I go to a bookstore, I'm tearing it up. But <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not like I go to the mall or even shop online that much. But right. when stuff like this happens, it's like, ooh, you know, mm-hmm. get some really good deals. And um, it's a unique thing. So, yeah, I'm looking forward yeah, to Yeah, unique stuff. You will you might find something. You never know. You never know. Yeah. And I'm actually going to go on two dates next week. Nice. husband, Which we never do. Um, <laughs> so we're trying to do it now. And we're going to a play one night and an opera another night. And I've never been to an opera before. So Me I'm looking either. forward to that. That's exciting. What's the, what's the play? The play is Radio Golf by August Wilson. Okay. And August Wilson has done something called the Century Cycle. He's passed away now. But it's 10 or maybe a few more actually plays that happen in the same, I think, Pittsburgh neighborhood uh, throughout history and I've seen several of them and they're really good and some of the more famous ones are Fences Mm -hmm. and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom those are two famous ones but um, there's a bunch of other ones and they're all really good they're all meaningful but they also have fun in them and lightheartedness as well it's just an enjoyable ride so I'm really excited to see another one of those and the opera, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. What's the opera? The opera is called Omar. 
And um, there's a musician named Rhiannon Giddens, who is an African-American folk artist. And she wrote this play, this opera, or did the music for it. And it's the true story of an enslaved man who was actually a Muslim scholar. Hmm. And when he was kidnapped, obviously nobody really knew that. And so he wrote all of his experiences in Arabic in a book. Hmm. And so I don't know if it was discovered or if he was ever, I don't really know what happens to him. I'll find out in the, the opera, but basically they use the book as um, text for creating the play. It sounds really interesting. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. Enjoy. Enjoy. Thank you. Okay, well, let's get into our top 10 of 2022. Let's do it. Number one for you. Number one for me was starting this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Stacy and I met at a coffee shop to catch up and have a chat. And our chats are always so much fun. And I joked that we should do a podcast. And she had the idea the whole time to do a podcast. And so she was like, let's do it. And I was stuck. I was like, oops, I shouldn't have said anything. I'm not sure I want to do this. <laughs> but um, she's very good at convincing you to step out of your comfort zone. That's one of her gifts. And so I was like, okay, I'll try this. And it's been really fun. And I'm really glad that she convinced me to go on this adventure with her. I'm glad you came. This has yeah. been, it's been, um, very encouraging, very eye-opening. I think we've, I've learned a lot. Me too. Yeah, about people and about us mm -hmm. and myself as well. So it's been a great ride and I, I look forward to the next, where are we at 11? I look forward to the next 11 episodes. That's crazy to even hear. That we've yeah, been isn't that right? wild? It's wild. So that's fantastic. What's your number one? My number one is the beginning of the year, I decided to make my health a priority. Um, as you know, I was diagnosed with diabetes in 2019. And so getting from the point of unwellness to absolute consistent wellness has been a huge focus of mine. And I've seen, I'm starting to see the physical manifestations of the work that I'm putting in. That was exciting for me. That's wonderful and really important. Yeah. It is very important. Absolutely. Number two. Okay. So my number two was that my art was featured in two art books this year for the very first time. Right. Um, one was a textbook for middle school age children on Afrofuturism and it's called Conjuring Worlds. So look it up on Amazon and get a copy. And the other is a lookbook of artists through an organization called Black Girls Who Paint. And it was amazing to see my art published. I have always dreamed of having my art in a book. And so I hope to continue having work published. This is kind of just the beginning of that. And I hope that I'll be able to maintain this momentum and maybe see my art in some more books next year. I want to know how you, how does it feel to have your art in a textbook 
because when I think of textbooks, I think of Ashley as a middle schooler, Stacy as a middle middle schooler, um, who certainly, well, for me at least in my generation, would never have seen such art in my textbooks. And then to open that net as a child and to see art that represents me, that looks like me, because you already know, I feel like when I see your art, I see me. What would that have meant to you as a child to have seen that, to see your work? It would have meant a lot to me. And I am really proud that my first real public published artwork is in a textbook right. and not just in a general art book. Um, I went to school in a predominantly white area, white school, um, and that meant that much of our history and English and all the other subjects were taught through that lens. And so I didn't see myself in any of the work that was being taught to me, especially at that young age. Um, in high school, things get a little more diverse as you're going up, but certainly in middle school, elementary school, I wasn't seeing that. And my hope is that that's changing. And the fact that this textbook exists makes me hopeful. And I always loved science fiction, but in middle school, I wasn't aware of Afrofuturism or like the idea of people of color being major players in science fiction yet. Um, I hadn't read Octavia Butler yet. Um, probably my only exposure would be characters on Star Trek, like Uhura or Guinan in Next Generation, those kinds of people, Geordi. Um, but other than that, I hadn't experienced it yet. And so to have that early introduction would have been really cool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I agree. And so now, and we know that textbooks live in schools for decades, at least four or five decades. So I'm proud of you for the fact that, I mean, that's four or five generations of children that you will be influencing. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's pretty incredible. And so I hope um, the editor of this book, I hope she'll do more because we need more nuanced textbooks that have different topics other than the general, like this is history, this is math. Um, I think it's a really great supplemental guide to get kids interested in learning. I agree. So what's your number two? Well, the next highlight of the year, obviously, was my daughter's graduation. <laughs> I was incredibly proud of her and excited to attend all of the events surrounding, you know, senior year. Senior year is like it's an it's a it's an all year celebration, right? Leading up to the actual day of graduation. So we were excited and busy and also exhausted on the day of graduation. And it was beautiful, you know, to see all the kids um celebrating their accomplishments because school and especially the children who grew up who were going to school during the pandemic because the 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 years before them they didn't get to have an in-person graduation so right. this was the first this was the first in-person graduation and to see them just so excited and overjoyed um and moving on to their next step so that was that was the second highlight of 22 2022 for me um, how have your emotions been now that you have your two children are out of, you know, the school, the traditional school of session, they may go on to other 
education and things like that, but like you've gotten them through, like, it's well, like you know, your own graduation, right? Right. Well, no, it's not. It's, I mean, I celebrated her for her, but yes, it does. It does put a focus on, okay, well now your life has opened up a little right. more. What are you going to do? That's the first question that pops in my head. What are we going to do now? So yeah, it's moving her to the next level and also beginning to think about, okay, how are you going to define the next period in your life? Right. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe some topics for future podcasts there. I would totally agree with that. Yeah, that would be great. Number three, Ashley. Number three for me is hiking. <laughs> um, I went on some wild hikes this year with my family, my in-laws in Mammoth Lakes. Now I've been to Mammoth Lakes a bunch of times and I've hiked there a lot. And I used to live there for a year. So I thought I knew kind of what I was doing. However, we picked two hikes that were very, very challenging. Um, I can't think of the name of them, but one of them was super steep and narrow and had like a cliff going down one side and half of our group turned around. They were like, um, I'm done. But the other half of the group, including me, were like, we're going to keep going. And we made it to the end, celebrated, and then realized we had to hike back down <laughs> to return to the trailhead. And it was taxing, but I was so proud of myself. And so thinking I had done the hardest thing, we had another hike the next day that was up a mountainside. And when we got to the top, it started pouring rain. Oh, wow. And so we had to hike down in the rain in the woods and I was euphoric. I don't know if it was exhaustion or getting soaked, but, and even though it was so hard, I felt so good. Um, and just that memory is one of my favorite things from this year. It's just like, I never thought that I would be this person, but I feel like I'm becoming an outdoors woman. <laughs> Perfect. That's wonderful. Yeah. It's wonderful because nature is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to experience. It's a beautiful Absolutely. Thing. Okay. Stacey, what's your number three? My number three is going to piggyback off of your number three, which is I went to a four day retreat in the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee with um, my diabetes support group, Sugar Mama Strong. And we stayed in a beautiful, they call it a cabin, but it was really a 14 bedroom mansion, Ooh. 30 women. And it overlooked, you know, the fall foliage. And then you could see the, the mountains off in the distance. It was so beautiful. So when you talk about hiking, it's like, and we're all taking pictures of it, but pictures never do nature justice. You have to experience. It was stunning. It was, I mean, it I was almost like breathless. Wow. And I didn't do the hiking thing because I'm not a hiker. Probably mm -hmm. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> Just to have the experience. But nature is beautiful. Amazingly beautiful. Maybe so you and I can do a really short, because I don't do like super long hikes. I'm still a beginner. Yeah. Um, maybe we can do a short one around. There's a lot of hiking around here. Um, we can just do a little trail or something. Just to see if you like it. You know, we can walk and talk. We'll, we'll pencil that in. <laughs> I wish you guys could see Stacy's face right now. She's like, I shouldn't have told Ashley this. Um, <laughs> we'll pencil it in. I'm not saying no. Right. 
I'm not saying no, because again, the retreat is now going to be annual. So I will be back there again in the fall next year of 2023. And I would like to go and see the waterfalls and to actually see, be closer to the Smoky Mountains than I was. Yeah. So From, yeah, we can tr- get you trained and prepared. <laughs> I will accept that. Okay. <laughs> Number four. Where are we at? Number three? Number four? I think we're number four. Number four. Um, Let's see. My number four is being more social. We just had an episode. Our last episode was on how introverted we are. Mm-hmm. And even though we're introverts, we still need community. So after going through a coaching program that I did this year and doing some self-exploration, I realized how important community is to me. And so I joined a Girl Trek walking group. Um, I'm actually going to happy hour with coworkers. I joined an Artist Way group, which is going through the book, The Artist Way, and talking about your art process. And I'm doing more with other people. Not a lot, not, you know, going out every evening, but doing just a little bit more than I normally do. And so far, it's been really rewarding. Sounds good. Can we talk a little bit about the coaching program that you went through? Yes. Um, I went through a coaching program called Soul Joy Coaching. And it is by Reverend Teresa Timms. And um, I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about her before. She is amazing. And the program is to help you do some self-exploration and reorient yourself if you're feeling kind of lost in life. It's not a quick fix and you join a cohort of people. So there's, she matches you with a group of women. Usually I think men can join, but it's typically for women of color. And um, we talk about some of the things that we're navigating together. And she gives you a framework on how to work through any hiccups in life. And then also how to work through getting towards your goals. And the most important thing I took away from that was not so much reaching a goal, but becoming the person who would reach a goal that you want. So let's say your goal is to write a book and you set out to do it this year and you didn't, but you became somebody who got up and writes every day. That's the most important thing, not necessarily the book. You probably will get there, just keep going. But Becoming the person that you want to be as far as your actions and your process is the most rewarding part of going towards anything. And so she's kind of helped me realize that. And so it's taken a lot of pressure off of me to reach certain benchmarks in my life. Like, oh, I want to be an artist that sells thousands of paintings and is up in galleries. I don't worry about that all anymore. I now focus on what it means to be an artist. What it means to be an artist is getting up every day and working on something, creating something. And Mm -hmm. um, yes, I want to sell my art, all that kind of stuff. But I'm more, I get my joy in the making of it. And so refocusing on that, because I kind of stopped enjoying it because I was so stressed about who's going to buy it. Will anybody care about it? Um, Oh, I don't have any followers, all that kind of stuff. And so I've kind of wiped that part away. That sounds so freeing. 
switch your number four. The next highlight, obviously, is I'm looking forward to, to the holidays. Mm. Everyone was super excited about Halloween. I don't really celebrate Halloween because it's all about candy. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I love Halloween. Lots of people do. And I did when I was a child because I could dress up. And um, once my daughter, you know, got out of that whole stage, because mm-hmm. all she cares about is the candy. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Right. So it's like the day after was that November 1st. It's automatically for me, um, the ho- you know, the holiday season starts for me. So I'm excited about Thanksgiving and I'm really excited about Christmas. And so that's the next highlight getting to spend time with family and friends and slowing down a little bit. What about you? So my number five, I was going to say learning Spanish, but now that you've said something about the holidays, I remembered something. So I'm going to change my number five. Okay. My number five is that my mom and aunt are going to come visit me for Christmas this year. Nice. So every Christmas, I either stay with my husband's family or go to my family. And it's just a back and forth sort of thing every other year. And this year, um, since my grandmother passed and it's just my mom and aunt over there, I was like, you know what? Come out here. We'll go to the Rose Parade. We'll do all this stuff. And I was surprised that they said yes, because a lot of people don't want to travel on Christmas. Um, they like to be home in their environment. And I get that. But when they said yes, Colin, I got so excited. So um, they're going to be staying in a hotel, but one or two nights they'll stay with us. So I'm going to decorate and I live in a little apartment, but we're going to try to make it fun. And we have a, an air mattress for them. They're used to, sh- they're twins. So they're used to close proximity. So I think they can share a bed. Um, <laughs> and um it should be a lot of fun. I'm really excited to show them around my new hometown. <laughs> right, right. I've never been to the Rose Parade. I've always wanted You should to come. come. I've always I've got the hookup on tickets. Okay. Well then I'm going to the Rose Parade. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm also going to the so let me change my number four. I'm also going to the Hollywood Christmas parade. Oh, I've never done that. Yeah, I've never done it either. So I thought this is the year to do that. Yay, I love that. Number five. I think five for me, a highlight will also be, because now we're in the present, a highlight was going to be closing out my year strong, crossing all the T's, dotting all the I's, doing a lot of reflection. At the end of the year, I typically try to unplug from everything and everyone and just kind of reflect on my year and set goals for the new year moving forward um, so that I can prepare for the vision board process, which I also like to do. Well, I think our next episode is going to be the last of this year. Mm-hmm. So 12. And I think a good topic for that could be how we prepare for the next year. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about your vision board process, encourage our listeners to make one. And um, we can talk about how we set our intentions for 2023. Yeah, that sounds great. I love it. Love it. So we've each done five. So that is our 10, our top 10 of 2022. If 
you'd like, we'd love to hear your top 10 or top five for 2022. So email us at makingsapodcasts at gmail.com or message us on our social media platforms. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Making SA Podcast or um, Making Stacy and Ashley Podcast. Um, we'd love to hear from you and uh, let's add some positivity to the conversation. This has been a hard time for a lot of folks. And so I think it'd be great to see people's list of what went right this year. And I think we're both looking forward to planning 2023 together. So mm -hmm. join us for the next episode and we will get that started. <laughs>